Listener discretion is always advised. Toe tag, all I do is toe tag. How I got them so bad. I've been in my whole bag. All my women so bad, and they ain't bougie. Told me slide by with the can of camera. Can we make a movie? I said, okay, now I'm in route. They gon' do the utmost for a little clout. Heard they talking tough, so I told him simmer down. And if you want smoke, you can get it by the pound. She been doing yoga, hit it on the sofa. I be so polite, chef for breakfast in the morning. Eat it while she on it, stretch it like an owner. I whip a parent's Porsche and I drive it like it's stolen. I know my fans gon' hate it when I talk like this. My pockets getting bigger, so get off my dick. Exhale, phone chirp like I moved them bricks. Sex sells, sex sells, I'ma be so rich. This is for masters, this technique. You already know what this is. You know who the fuck is talking. And in case you don't, my name happens to just be Justice. Today's date is Wednesday, February 22nd. I've already advised you that the listeners need to cover their motherfucking ears. This is the Justice and the Peace podcast. I mean, I don't know how many variations to to how many ways that it is that I could open up this podcast, but I'm going to keep trying brand new ones until I try a brand new one that finally sticks like a hickey on your motherfucking neck. Welcome to the motherfucking show. Welcome to the world. Welcome to Wednesday. I mean, it's it's Wednesday, midweek. You, you're kind of there, but you're kind of not. I mean, depending on what your work schedule may be. You know, um, this may be the beginning of your week, but it also may be the end of that motherfucker. And and both of those things are important, right? Because life, it happens to happen when you live. So thank you for joining me for another nonsensical episode of this uh this thing I call um This is the Justice and the Peace Podcast. I do this shit. Every day. And um, I don't know if I should say I'm a peaceful individual, but I sure in the fuck ain't got no problem breaking no bitch-ass motherfucker into pieces. But then again, hey, who determines what's a bitch? Let's start the show. I mean, goodness. Something's going on with my computer and that's all right because it's my computer and it's not your problem. I just want to let you know that um, there might be some technical difficulties as this recording progresses. So, um, like I said, this is a self-produced podcast. Just want to let you know it might be some sound issues. With that being acknowledged and I have just now told you what the fuck can happen when the unexpected happens. I mean... Truthfully, I'm not worried about what's going to happen with the show. My utmost my utmost faith in myself and the content it is that I have gathered for you is quite fair. I'm fairly confident that everything will be all right. But like I was saying, this is something that was unexpected, something I did not foresee coming. Most of the time when those things happen, we find ourselves out of words, out of breath, out of of, of methods to, to figure our ways out. And I said, figure. If you've watched Winnie the Pooh, you know who says that, motherfucker. Anyway, with that being said, now that I think about it, 
That shit is too close to something else. I'm going to have to look into Winnie the Pooh. I mean, what the fuck is that? Anyway, like I was saying, the unexpected, it happens all the time. And when it when it does happen, how do you respond? Are you there standing your ground? Are you ready to actually back up the words that it is that got you to this unexpected place? Is that you? I mean, I'm just asking the question about you. I know what I do. What about you? What the fuck do you do? This guy right here, he wasn't expecting the situation to go this way. Check it out. I don't oh, know you, you get the fuck out of my face. You don't know me, but you bitch, get the fuck out of my face. I'm not a bitch, and you ain't gonna fuck me up, you're a pussy. Whoa! Now, I know your ears work, and I'm pretty sure you can determine already that those are two men arguing. I'm going, I'm going to, to give you a backdrop, a setting for your imagination. It looks like two men are arguing in the lobby of a motel room. Let me run it back so you can... I don't know. I don't even know how it starts, but I know how this video starts. So we're going to start from right there. Check it. He called you a pussy, brother. Now, one of these men happened to be black. The other man is an older white individual. Looks kind of like Willie Nelson. With, exactly like Willie Nelson with a pot belly. But he ain't nobody's bitch. I'm not going to do you right now. There's too much shit going on. I'm not going to do you. You can't do me. You can't do me now. You can't do me tomorrow. You can't do me tomorrow. I bet you I got my hands in my pocket. I bet you I put you to sleep right here. That boy right there, hey, 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 that white boy right there is not afraid to get that chin checked. Some people want to get punched. I mean, really, really want to get punched. Should you punch him? I don't know. I'm not suggesting anybody punch anybody. But I know when it comes to race relations, right now isn't the time for that kind of shit. I bet you I can't. I bet you can't. I love Cowboy. Boy, what did you do? You see, now, the video ends there as the lady behind the counter says, all right, cowboy, and then the brother starts to empty his pockets. Now, I could only surmise, I could only imagine that that situation did not end well. But you know me, um, I'm a motherfucking idiot. Those two could have shook hands, they could have had a cup of coffee, and they could have worked their differences out over a cup of, of, of whiskey or, or Joe or whatever the fuck it is people drink nowadays. I, I, I don't know. All I know is this. You got to be careful what you say and who you say it to because everybody ain't playing on the same field as you. They really are not. People got shit going on in their lives, like I have said in previous episodes, that they care not discuss, that they would rather just hide, that they, you know, some things you gotta keep to yourself, right? But at the same time, there are some things that you obviously cannot hide. Some things that some people may see that other people may not acknowledge. And one of those things, it's just natural interactions that happen in between two individuals. And I know it sounds like I'm mumbling and bumbling and all that shit. I'm not. This is this is kind of an interaction episode. So I'm going to play a couple of interactions. We're going to see how it goes. And like I said, uh, uh-oh, you hear that music? That's that shit. Here we go, y'all. What is this? I'm a fucking brother, you know, goddamn, bro. 
Okay, now what's going on right here is some wild shit. Now, a store owner, that's the guy who was talking in the back. Let's run this shit back so you guys could hear some of it, at least. This is something that is very, very bothersome to me. Now that motherfucker behind the counter actually pulled his fist back and swung at the guy who was a patron of his store. Now, this is something that, that I've been really, really wanting to talk about, and that's the fixtures, the installments in our motherfucking hood. Now, I could go into all kinds of different motherfucking stories and shit like that, but this right here kind of resonates with me at the motherfucking moment. So I think I'm going to run on this one for right now, and I'll run into something else. Um, now, in, in the hood, in the neighborhood, the, the, the ghetto, um, I don't know where you live at. I really don't. I got to grab something, too. I don't know where the fuck you live at, but I know this. If it's anywhere in a hood, an impoverished area, a poverty-stricken area, there are probably liquor stores in that neighborhood. And depending on how close it is that you are to these liquor stores, I'm pretty sure that you can see a lot of the traffic that's going in and out of that liquor store. You probably don't pay, a tri pay attention because you are the motherfucking traffic. But I want you to pay more attention to who it is that's running those stores. When I was growing up, it was the Asians that was running the liquor stores. Right now, all of the liquor stores are maintained by uh, uh, the, the, the Arabs, if that's the right word to call, call them. Um, these, these Indian guys and, and their wives and their cousins and, and uncles and shit like that, they own all of these motherfucking stores, right? Now, since they own all of these stores, they've set up a network to where they don't necessarily have to interact with people in that hood. All they have to do is absorb all of the money out of that hood. And then they send that to their family and they got generational wealth while we still sit like we've been sitting on our hands for the last 400 motherfucking years. Now, I don't know why I have never seen a black owned liquor store when most of the time black people drink a lot of liquor i mean i hate to say it but when you go to the store it's motherfuckers there with beers it's motherfuckers there with bottles that is like a fixture in every neighborhood but you'll never ever see a black liquor store owner and i say that confidently because i googled that shit a while ago and the only thing that was coming up when you type in black uh, uh, a black owned liquor store is the endorsement by these motherfucking rappers Snoop, 
with the 19 cries, 19 crimes. Yeah, you might as well cry 19 motherfucking times. But all of the all of the uh, uh, celebrity, it goes into the product. It doesn't go into like uh, uh, the other shit. That they don't own any stores. They kind of just put their like Trump. They put their names on shit and then they resell it and take a percentage of that shit. But what I'm focused on right now is these store owners, how they get into our neighborhoods, they become fixtures. And then once they know that they've got the neighborhood on lock, they start doing shit like this guy right here, actually swinging at this young bruh. Now, I don't know if this is a skit or not, but the, the, the fact of the matter is that this shit right here has happened many a times in many a neighborhoods. These store owners, they get inside of the neighborhood that they don't live, they absorb the motherfucking resources, and then they treat the people of that environment like they're trash, like they're shit. Because the facts are this, although we talk a good game, we may rap a good spiel. We don't have shit to show for what the fuck it is that we done done. Yeah, a whole bunch of people could buy some chains, some cars, and, 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 and some irregular shit that don't do nothing. But what do we own as a people? We don't even love each other enough to invest in each other. And the, the, the generations that are coming in behind us, or I shouldn't even say the generations, but the people that are in line in immigration that are coming into this country, they see that chink in our armor. And I don't give a damn about no PC shit. That's the only way I know how to describe it. They see a vulnerability and what it is we call black culture. And that's that our culture is not to stay in the culture, it's to separate. So they exploit that shit, every single opportunity that we that they can get, and we keep getting left behind. These motherfucking store owners, I've, I've got stories about a store owner right around the corner from where I live at, presently at the motherfucking moment with me when I used to drink. And this is some shit that I didn't even think I was going to get into in the podcast. But check this out. So at this at this little corner store where I stay at, this guy and his wife, they 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 run this liquor store. And they got this old ass man who be lingering around the store like a fucking ghost. Like, I don't know how old this guy is. He's got to be 122 years old. I mean, he's got to be. I've never seen him eat anything. I've never seen him drink anything, but I don't care about neither one of those things. And that's besides the motherfucking point. Listen, now, these three individuals, they are a fixture in this neighborhood. One day I was in the liquor store and I saw that a man had came in and this man, when it was time to pay, he didn't give them any money. Do you know what they took? instead of money. And no, I'm not talking about drugs, of course not. No, he didn't show up with a case of Aquafina or a pallet of Bud Light. No, they took his identification card. Yeah. So this is how they make a lock-in on the community. What they do is they move in and like I said, they, they become a fixture, right? And now that you recognize that somebody has an alcohol, an alcohol motherfucking problem, what you can do is you can string them up and every single time they get paid, they owe you money. So this is how this situation worked out, right? The guy, he didn't have no money. So they took his ID 
And I was there for that shit, right? Now, a couple of, I would say about a week later, I happened to be there when the guy came back, except for this time, he had money and he paid for his items in cash. After he paid for his items in cash, they didn't have this man's ID. Needless to say, this individual was highly motherfucking upset and a whole bunch of bitches, motherfuckers, and fuck you ups were flying around. But they weren't scared. And I, at first, was just thinking to myself, if he get his hands on one of them motherfuckers behind that counter, he gonna hurt somebody. But then on my walk home, I thought to myself, they probably ain't scared because every single one of them motherfuckers got guns and they'll blow that nigga the fuck out of the store if they got to. Wow. Okay, so when he came back and he didn't get his ID, he was highly frustrated. Now, when he left, I paid for my items. I walked out the store and I caught up to the guy. And as I caught up to the guy, you know, I'm asking him like I didn't know what the fuck was going on in the store originally. Well, what happened back there, man? And he explained to me exactly what I just now explained to you about the ID and about the arrangement that they have set up to where it is that he doesn't have to necessarily pay for his shit because he's been a patron for so motherfucking long. And I said, well, if you a patron for so long and you guys are supposedly friends, number one, why did they not only misplace your ID, but number two of all, why they talk to you like that? I mean, is there an answer for either one of those questions? He was so inebriated, so intoxicated, already so locked into the system. It is that he did set in place for himself in his life that he didn't care. He was just he was just all knowingly confident that they would have that ID when he came back. And um, needless to say, um, he was right. You know, I saw the guy probably about a month later. I'd forgotten about that incident, and I saw him later and asked him, did you get your ID back? And he just looked at me and said, yeah, man, it's, that was so long time ago, I mean. So what I'm saying is this, how this fixture is in every single neighborhood is a point of interest to me, because the only thing that they're doing, like I said, is absorbing uh, 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 money out of the neighborhood and then they're bringing the wrong kind of company into the neighborhood and then you're putting down the neighborhood and then you don't even live in the neighborhood so you don't have no reason to care about what it is that you leave when you leave your job and I mean you know most of the time who gives a fuck about what it is you know happens when they leave their job but most of us are not in the business of running stores that are in the community. That's why they don't have no fresh fruit because it don't last long, they say. Or is it because you don't wanna go out your way to bring fresh fruit into the motherfucking hood? I don't know the answer to these questions. I don't even know why I told you motherfuckers that story. I just know that I did. And now it's time to move on to something else. Now. I played a clip yesterday in the podcast. I don't know if some of you guys heard it. There's so much information in these podcasts that I suggest you kind of listen to them twice because there's something that you probably missed. I know I'm annoying. I know you can't stand it, but I promise you, you'll thank yourself 
later. Yesterday, I played a clip about a young Hispanic man who was bringing up his point on why it is that Hispanics should not use the N-word. Now, I don't know what algorithm that they've got me in right now, but I'm getting a lot of weird shit. I don't even know if I... uh. If I follow who it was that I got that 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 post from, but I know this post landed on my um lap this morning. Check this out. A lot of people don't understand when I say that Mexicans are culturally racist. They think that I'm calling us openly racist. <laughs> we are culturally racist, and this is how. Part of our culture is to frown upon dark-skinned people. It's been, it's been passed down to us by the Spaniards, by our colonizers, by the people that conquered us, taught us that dark skin is inferior, light skin is superior. We were taught that. It was passed down to us, meaning it's part of our culture. Now, this is all information to me. If you already knew this, this should be something that that you should share with people that you think don't know this, because I did not know this. Let's listen together. We are culturally racist in this aspect. That doesn't mean I go out in the streets and want to hurt black people because they're black. Right, right. It means that our teachings, the way we're raised, is that we are raised to subconsciously believe that dark skin is inferior and light skin is superior. That's interesting. Please continue. Another element in our Mexican culture is Univision News, Univision Channel. That channel is run by white Latinos. The ideologies and subliminal teachings that they teach is very similar to Fox News. There's, oh, wait, 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 wait. There's a Mexican, a Hispanic Fox News? Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Ish. They make efforts to depict dark-skinned people as criminals. That whenever they even bother sharing news about dark-skinned people is when they do something wrong. But yet, when they want to mention anything that has to do with light-skinned people, specifically white people, is to depict them as them doing good deeds around the world, feeding the homeless, etc. You get it. My grandmother was visiting one day from Mexico. She's never lived in the United States. She has no idea what life is out here. A lot of people really do not take take into consideration, I'm sorry, brother, do not take into consideration the fact that there are other countries outside of this thing. This, 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 whatever the fuck it is that you want to call the United States right now. There are people who live in other countries and all they have ever seen in their life is depictions of us black people doing dumb shit, crazy shit, violent shit, not that much good stuff, but continue. She was watching Univision News where they depicted a black American committing a crime. She turned around and said, Oh yeah, estos negros solo estorban, verdad? Hey, these black folks, all they do is get in the way, huh? What? Here's the interesting part. She's never met a black person in her life. What? She has no idea what it's like to interact with a black person, but yet she already has an opinion about black people as a whole. Why? Because part of our culture, in this particular case, Univision News, since we were children, 
we have been subliminally taught the blacks are bad criminals, etc. And whites are good, hmm? decent, giving, saviors, etc. We're taught that hearing her express such a hateful remark about a people that I knew for a fact she's never even interacted with. You don't even know a black person. How dare you come here to this country and have a whole opinion about these people. I, I resented her deeply for it. I regret it because you can't hate her for that. Yep. She never got the opportunity to learn, to learn what you have. Right. I got the privilege of learning things that I self-taught. Mm -hmm. Since she's been a child, she's been working in the fields, never had the opportunity to sit and read a book to educate nothing. All she ever has to teach her anything was this racist, biased mm -hmm. news program. How could I blame her? She doesn't even know any better. And even if I sat with her today... I don't even think I could help her understand at this point because she has lived 80 years worth of only understanding this mentality. A lot of people go to their graves thinking this is normal. Right. People don't understand. Right. I mean, think about what this man just said. Think about it. I mean, you ain't got to think about it because I'm going to think about it out loud for your motherfucking ass. Think of, I'm going to think about it out loud for you. Think about what he just said, that in his culture, they have devised a, a, a segregation factor. Does that sound familiar to where the, the, the whites kind of, they kind of frown down upon the blacks, you know, and even the old school ones who haven't had any interaction with any black people think that they can determine that they understand the calibration of all black people. Just think about that. And then to openly say it out loud confidently, it's, it's, it's something quite remarkable. And, and just like he said, you know, they are institutionalized. They are indoctrinated by news programming. And news programming not only for Hispanics, but especially for a lot of Caucasians, have instinctively taught them to be resistive, to, to be resistant, excuse me, to any form of positive black, uh, 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 uh what was the right word that I'm seeing? That I'm, that I'm, that's, that's escaping me right now. Some people are just unable to understand the capabilities or the strength of black people because only the only thing that they know is the shit that it is that not only their parents have entertained them with, but with the shit that they have self indoctrinated themselves with. For example, you may have grown up in what you would consider is a non racial home but think about this how many black people did you see growing up how many black friends do you have right now so if you don't know exactly um the number and shit like that or if you do know the number because this kind of varies if it's zero um when you're a kid and zero right about now you probably don't even know that you were motherfucking racist. It's that simple. A lot of people consider themselves not to be racist, but are fucking racist as shit. And
Well, you can't blame them, right? Or can you? This is 2023. You have an, oppor an opportunity to change yourself unlike anybody else who has ever walked this planet. And I'm talking to you. Yes, you. If that rubs you the wrong fucking way, you might need to readjust some situations in your motherfucking life. But anyway, who am I? I, I mean, I'm just a motherfucking idiot with a microphone screaming into that motherfucker and some Somebody else's. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to work through some things, grandson. Uh, how you doing, man? Papa. What's up, my guy? As you motherfucking wish. You know, I was actually looking at these toys for my granddaughter because not only do I have um, Malik that's here in the world with me, um, I have a granddaughter and she's precious. She is the motherfucking the twinkle in my motherfucking eye. I was looking at these toys, and um, unfortunately, I won't be buying this for her. Check this shit out. All right, this shit right here is just ridiculous. Baby, here's the model number right here. Joke, interesting story. It is helpful for the baby to learn cultural knowledge and play. Okay, cultural knowledge and jokes for toddlers? What is that like? That was good. Kind of funny. That was good. Still, that was good. For a baby. It gets worse. Clip clop, clip clop, bang, bang. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop, noise. An Amish drive by shooting. <laughs> hey, hey, that was kind of lit. That motherfucker said clip clop, clip clop, bang. Clip clop, clip clop, an Amish drive by shooting. Hey, that was kind of funny. I like that. Baby. Okay, yeah, that, hey, I mean, that's not what the post said. That, that right there, that, that is just downright, uh, miss motherfucking information. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I thought, I thought the thing was gonna say something else. Truthfully, I thought it was about to go wild. And, I mean, people go wild every once in a while, especially when they get, you know, on their platform. And when I, I'm not talking about this thing that I do here. I'm talking about, you know, on their Xbox, on their PlayStation 5, sometimes even on their motherfucking Wii. I got President Biden. I got Donald Trump. I got Barack Obama. All playing. COD. Believe me, this is some shit that is ridiculously stupid and epic. Listen. Hey, Donald, hop on COD so we can run some S&D. We need one more for a full team, man. Okay, fine. Let's get this shit, boys. So what are we thinking, Rush A-side, guys? Statistically speaking, rushing the A-side objective has a lower probability of success than if we were to, say, rush the B apparatus. Hold on, man. Is that Ben Shapiro? Ben. Hey. How, how are you doing over there, little fella? How you doing? I'm sorry, fellas. Go ahead. Shut the fuck up, Ben. This is why we never invite you to play with us. I agree with Joe. Let's rush A-side. Hey, wait a minute. Where the hell is the bomb? Bush! What? Did someone say bomb? Barack, shut the fuck up. Joe, where the fuck did the bomb go, you old piece of shit? What's a bomb? Oh, my fucking God. The bomb, you useless fuck. You were in front and were supposed to grab it. Where is it? I don't know. 
Of course he doesn't. He was probably taking a nap or something. Ben, do you ever shut your fucking feet hole? Yeah, Ben, you're really goddamn annoying. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> Damn, Bush said fuck you, Ben. Wow, I, I knew, I knew that those guys had to do something to fucking unwind. I mean, they got to, right? The job is stressful. I mean, who wants to be the president of this crazy ass nation? And I mean crazy. People are motherfucking crazy. People do dumb shit. People do, do shit that you almost scratch your head and go, why? Things that make you go, huh, what the fuck was going on there? Kind of like um, this story right here. Wait, that's not it. That's not it. Hold on. This story right, right here, right here. Where'd it go? Right there. This story. Columbia County, Florida. This was just minutes before a woman inside shot and killed him. Cody. Oh, now this story is intruder shot killed after kicking in door, charging occupant with a knife. So this guy on a video is kicking repeatedly at this front door. He pulled the screen to the side. Not one of those iron uh, uh, iron welded screens. You know, one of those flimsy ones. He pulled this motherfucker to the side. He's kicking the door with his back to the door, and he's kicking the door with the front kick to the door. All right, let's see how this works out. Tells us why the woman who pulled the trigger is not being charged. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office is investigating this as a stand your ground case. The sheriff says the woman was protecting herself and her family. Take a look at this video from the front porch. You can see the man kicking the front door on James Taylor Lane and screaming at those who are inside. You want to play? You want to fucking play? You want to fucking play? Now, before the story goes, any further, I always like to remind people when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you put your pants on one leg at a time. I don't know. Some of you motherfuckers probably put put on put put the uh the, the pants on your ankles and lay flat on your back and pull them motherfuckers up like that. Them tight ass motherfucking pants on. Needless to say, when you wake up in the morning, please try to have a good day. It seems like this guy is not having a good day and it is about to spiral into something worse. Continue. Then the 54-year-old man goes back to kicking in the door. This is a middle-aged man. Hey, 54 years old, man. I mean, shit. Some kids don't make it to 14. After a few tries, he gets in. The sheriff said once inside, he armed himself with a knife and threatened to harm his children's mother. Oh, you done lost your mind. A woman in a bedroom said she was in fear for her life and shot the man in the head. He died on scene. The man had an active domestic violence injunction filed on him, and the sheriff says when this all happened, the man was on his way to an anger management class. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, bruh. Is this, wait, now see, now this can be taken so many different ways. Once I pull back from it, 
Now, first of all, you should never try to assault the mother of your children. It's just not good, Juju. Number one of all. Number two of all, she already didn't reported you to the people. Now, that means they know who the fuck it is that you are. If you do anything to her, you're going to have to run for forever. Now, number three of all, since they know who you are, you probably already pled guilty to something because they got you going to these mother fucking classes what were you going to do once you got inside of the house and then you got a knife you are were you gonna kill the mother of your children i mean i before we do anything too crazy in life give yourself five seconds and then give yourself five more what the fuck was this guy thinking reporting in pensacola cody long to be krg news five Wow. I, hey, man, I don't do that kind of shit. I mean, shit, I didn't know it was going. I didn't know the nigga was on. I didn't know, bruh, bruh. This, he's a 54-year-old man, 12 years older than I am. Come on, y'all. We got to do better for each other, with each other, to each other. Shit. What the fuck? I mean, hey, man, you 54. I get it. It's hard to start over. It's always hard to start anything over. It's usually hard to pick something new up and stay dedicated to it. I understand that completely. One thing that I can say though is that once you do find that one thing that you're dedicated to and you put your mind to it and you know, sometimes you may not even know can nobody fuck with you on what it is that you do. But as long as you do your best, you, you will know that can't nobody say that you didn't do your best now when it comes to people doing their best it is an uncanny ability how it is that some people do their best not to understand history and no matter how many times it is that i keep saying i'm a history buff people keep forgetting that this is black history month so let me go ahead and not explain this history to you because we all know what at least I think. I'm terrible at explaining things. That's why I bring in help from the internets. This guy right here is going to break down some shit that I know I couldn't break down as quick as he breaks it down in such of an eloquent matter. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to this young guy right here. So a lot of people are asking exactly what is it that I saw? What truth did I see that made me change my perspective on our criminal justice system? And this is how it goes. So a person of color in the United States during the Jim Crow era faced disenfranchisement, second-class citizenship, barriers to voting, barriers to education, barriers to employment, and barriers to housing. Then in the United States, we passed the 1964 Civil Rights Act, the 1965 Voting Rights Act, that said that we can no longer do this, discriminate, based on skin color. But you know that that didn't stick. 21 what is the only label that we can legally discriminate against that we can legally disenfranchise relegate the second class citizenship have barriers to voting barriers to education barriers to employment barriers to housing if you guessed right in 2021 convicted felons are the only people we are allowed to legally disenfranchised. Now, do you believe it's a coincidence that one in three African-American males now carry this label of convicted felon as opposed to one in 17 white males that carry this label of convicted felon 
to legally be disenfranchised? If you answered yes to that question, let's look at what's happened between the Jim Crow era and 2021. We've had a 700% increase in our United States prison population. We've gone from 300,000 inmates in 1970 to 1.8 million today and as high as 2.3 million. So in spite of crime rate dropping, our prison population skyrocketed. And it was because we had the law and order agenda. And the law and order agenda increased police spending but decreased our education funding. And by doing so, we created the school to prison pipeline. Now the school to prison pipeline, in my belief, has completely different, it's, it has a completely different uh, 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 a strategy that's going on right now. I call it a uh, uh, rap to prison. Everybody has been presented with this opportunity of thinking all you need is that one hit. And not only that, the most popular rap right now is drill music. So in order to get that hit, you got to really do some illegal shit. I mean, some real illegal shit like kill somebody. Continue. We also created the war on drugs, which we now know is a war on people. In 1986, we passed the Anti-Drug Abuse Act, which differentiated between powder cocaine and hard cocaine, which we now know disproportionately impacted people of color. Now, when he said the war on drugs is a war on people, look at exactly how they're dealing with the fentanyl situation. Look exactly how they're dealing with the opioid situation. Look at who's being uh, uh, criminally prosecuted when it comes to these two different things, both street drugs, both manufactured and distributed, but one is affecting Caucasians and the other ones destroyed the black community. We also had the 94 crime bill with the Truth and Sentencing Act, which led to higher incarceration rates and harsher sentences for people of color. And once I saw all this, my perspective changed because I know that Jim Crow era never ended. Racism never ended. It just evolved into what we now have as the new Jim Crow, modern day slavery. I got that book and I suggest that you pick it up also, the new Jim Crow. But like I was saying though, man, you know, it is Black History Month and people don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what it is that you say. They, they, they don't care. They acknowledge that, yeah, some shit happened and we don't really know. It wasn't us, it was our parents. Well, your parents are still alive and some of their parents are still alive and the accountability still needs to be accountable. And, and, and with me, I don't know. I'm light-skinned, so I'm sensitive, as they say. But I do see now a brand, what I think is a brand new strategy coming right around the motherfucking corner. And that's that the, the, the nigga word, how, how it's used so regularly in music. White people think that they can say it now. The, 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 the Hispanics say it. The, the Asians, they, they, they say it. Everyone says it. So it has taken the meaning from that word, the, 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 the substantial weight from that word. The only thing that would be needed next would be to interchange it out. That's what we would need to do. And it wouldn't even be us as black people because we didn't own the word in the beginning. We confiscated it and we remade it into what it is right now. But all they would have to do is say, and that N word is not the only N word. Could they do that? Huh? Is that possible? Oh, oh, uh oh. Known as nuclear, nuclear, 
nuclear is so devastating that we don't even want to talk about it. And that was a word that was never supposed to be mentioned. You have two N-words. Not you have two N-words. See, this is why I, I just say Trump should have been a comedian. This shit right here, do you know how many stupid motherfuckers follow this guy? And I'm not saying everybody who supports Trump is a stupid motherfucker. But if you do not have the intelligence to understand what this guy is doing and you still support him, I'm sorry to say, you is a motherfucking idiot. That's not on me. There of which should ever be mentioned. I said that once. I said, oh, what a terrible thing to say. No. You have two N-words. You do you know not. what the one is, but the other is the nuclear one. You know what the one is, because we say it every single time that we see this. See, that, that dog whistle. This is the dog whistle during Black History Month. And I bet you know, is, 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 are, are we talking about this? Or are we talking about those dumbass motherfucking shoes? Are we talking about this? Or are we talking about the new car that's got those tires that look like peppermints? I saw a motherfucking grown-ass man say that he wanted to suck the tires off a car. I know it doesn't sound really, really sexual, but it is. And this right here is not being addressed. So let me address it. Not supposed to ever be mentioned Ever, ever, ever. See? You see how he's sliding? He is subconsciously programming motherfuckers. It's mentioned every single day now. Every single day they talk about, will this end up in nuclear war? We're on the precipice of a disaster, the likes of which this world has never seen. This will make World War I and World War II like baby stuff. Like baby stuff. But I listen to him constantly using the N-word. That's the N-word. And he's constantly using it, the nuclear word. Wow, Trump. Wow. Hey, this is his base. He is playing to his base. If you have a platform, you know who listens to your platform through the analytics. That's through the graph, the charting and shit. You can see if they're white males and what age group and all that other shit. His group his base is highly motherfucking racist i hate to tell you they are and we never talk it we say oh he's a nuclear power but we're a greater nuclear power we but i listened to him yeah this we is have uh, the greatest nuclear force in the world you don't want to do that you know the i call it the n-word okay see i call it the n-word a group of people, they said, the N-word, oh, he said a horrible thing. I said, no, the nuclear word is what I thought. He said, oh, he said a horrible thing, the N-word. I said, no, the N-word is the nuclear word. The nuclear word is something that's not supposed to be discussed. Now, this is coming to you from Hollywood Unlocked. Now, now U.S. President Trump is still comparing the word nuclear to the to the n-word claiming that we have two n-words you guys heard it here neither of which should ever be mentioned that's what you should never say the nuclear word and never say don't say it do not say it okay trump used the word while speaking on russian leader vladimir putin in his constant use of the word nuclear AKA Trump's version of the N word. Then in April 2022, that's my birthday month, you bastard, while speaking to a room full of supporters about his 
opinions on Russian nuclear power. Trump again used that nuclear for him going forward. Now means the N-word. So does that make Trump a nuclear? Huh? Is Trump a nuclear? Are you a nuclear? Huh? I mean, it's almost fitting, but at the same time, since there's an undertone that the definition might be derived from a very, very racist word, uh, it's ridiculous is what the fuck it is. I mean, what, what, what else is going on in this world that makes you just go, why in the fuck did you even do that? I mean... I, I truthfully, I don't know if you have it in you to just go. These people are fucking stupid. Sometimes you should just stop. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of you motherfuckers wish I would stop a long ass motherfucker. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I know a lot of you motherfuckers wished I would have stopped a long time ago. Unfortunately, my resilience was built a long time ago. And like I was saying, I can handle this shit. But can you handle this? Huh? To do something which I sometimes do, which is to make breakfast for dinner. Aunt Jemima yummy pancake syrup. Now, this used to show a large African-American woman chef, but because of the inherent racism of Americans' corporate culture, they decided to make it a white person or maybe no person at all. But I prefer it when it's a black person showing their incredible skill at making pancakes. So God bless you all. Have a good Who the fuck let Ben Stein upload this video? Your family, hey, sometimes I say it a lot, man. Your family sometimes is not your supporters. Somebody should have told this motherfucker, do not do that. That is not smart at all. Ben Stein. It, didn't he used to have a show, Win Ben Stein's Money or some shit like that? What the fuck is wrong with Ben Stein? If you don't sit your old ass down somewhere and enjoy those golden years, find you some old white bitches that smell like baby powder or some shit like that. I don't know. Find you something else to do. That is not it, old man. That is just not It's not a good look for you, you stupid motherfucker. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Papa. My guy, what's going on? I mean, podcast. yeah, I still do have to podcast. That shit pisses me off. I mean, why don't you just keep that to your motherfucking self? I mean, I get it, though. Some things are hard to keep to yourself, especially sometimes when you get old, your thoughts, they get away from you. You say things that you think, but you know you shouldn't say out loud, but they still come out of your mouth. But you know what else is hard to keep to yourself? Sometimes the things that are hard to keep to yourself are the things that you hold near and dear. Like, uh, I don't know, your car. Somebody might steal your car. I mean, you don't necessarily have power over your car 24 motherfucking 7. You also don't have power over your wife 24-7. And, and not to say that you should have power over your wife 24-7, but at least you should be able to trust the bitch, right? I mean, you should be able to. Well, I'm sad. Well, not sad. It's it's a terrible thing that I've got to report right now is that um, what you don't own um, sometimes gets the fuck away from you. Kind of like this right here. What is going on? Your wife, man. 
I go to work. You go to work? What happened, brother? My blood brother, y'all. Your blood brother? You, wait, you went to work? What? What's going on? And my motherfucking wife, man. Oh, I go to shit. work. Came home early because I left my fucking wallet. And this is what I see. What do you do if you come home and you see, if you've been with your brother, you know how your brother move. If you've been with your wife, you definitely know how your wife move. What if you come home and you see these two motherfuckers moving that kind of way? Like this is the beginning of something terrible. Come on now, man. I done, I done gave this girl the world, y'all. Big house, cars. This is, this is my brother. Hey, man, you know, I heard this wise man once say, Jesus can't save these hoes. Why are you trying? I'm sorry, brother. Supposed to be my fucking brother. Same mama, daddy. My big brother at that. I ain't saw him in about three years. Y'all flew this man out here. So you ain't seen your big brother in three years. How long you been with your wife? That is my question there, sir. How long have you been with this young lady? This all you I can't believe this shit, bro. And, oh, come on, Leah. Really? She take, She didn't took her mother. She out, they out in the backyard no, no, with a bikini it. on. She in a bikini suit. She had on some shorts. Now this nigga running through the house. I don't understand why he went upstairs. Why did he go upstairs? This is how I don't face. I don't do me. This is how I do me. My fucking wife, brother, bro, bro. You mean it's not like that? Why is it not like that? All you got to do is two motions. Real shit. All you got to do is unclip the back. Titties is hanging. All you got to do is, and this is a bikini. All she got to do is pull the bikini out and spread her legs, and the motherfuckers gonna hit the floor. What do you mean it's not like that? What are you doing? This is my fucking brother. What up, Larry? This how you gonna do me, Larry? This how you gonna do me? Hey, man. Hey, dump that. Hey. Blood brother, y'all. Blood brother. What do you do with? I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Shit. I mean, what if your brother's a hood nigga though? I mean, do you just let it go down? I I question that shit because you know families are structured in so many different ways. But that shit right there, that is flat out diabolical by both parties involved no questions asked but you know like i said hood niggas they're everywhere right you know and hood niggas love to brag about some of the shit that it is that they didn't did when they didn't did it and how they didn't got away with that shit at least to the people that's around them kind of like this right here oh hell no don't tell me they done let a real gangsta from behind them walls, bro. What up? Yeah, boy, you know they can't keep a real one down. <laughs> you already know what up, bro. I ain't seen my boy Pooh Feisty in a minute. Yeah, man, what the hell had you in there for? It been so long. Yeah, bro, you know they called me with 100 fish plates, a 50 cow, and 13 bird eggs. But, what? hey, your boy, your boy undefeated. Oh, man. 
So, so how you come home? Did you didn't they catch you on like a body or something? Oh, you already know. You know me, Pooh Feisty. Shoot shit for free, cuz I've been a hitman. I've been a dropper. I've been a stepper. I've been a robber. You know what I'm saying? I steal the tires off your mama car. Steal a life. Steal anything. I'm gonna take it like this. I beat a couple of bodies, like 15 really, cuz you know. God damn. I was a hitman for a dude on the south side. You feel me? Yeah, but you still ain't telling me how the fuck you come home. How? That is the question. How the fuck did you come home? How did you home off all that? Cause real bro, you know I know all the white, I mean, the, the, huh? I know all the right people, you feel me? Yeah, I bet you did know all the right people and what they look like and their names. Uh, you been snitching, huh? Hey bitch, you can't just assume I'm a rat, dawg. I'm a rat, I had the best lawyer in the state. You know what I'm saying? I had thug lawyer. Shit, thug lawyer not helping him. And how you pay for that? You home, bro, you home off, off, off 18 felonies. I just, you just nigga, what? <laughs> Good at beating your cases like that? Cause gee, I'm known in the streets, for real. Yeah, that don't mean nothing. You, you gotta be known in the fucking feds to beat them like that. You came home off 18 felonies. I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying... I'm just trying to see something. Bro, it ain't my fault. I'm, I'm just good at beating my cases. But I'm gonna keep it real with you. I was capping about the thug lawyer thing. I had a public defender, really. But he was cold. What did he do? You had a who? Fe feisty. What the hell? Oh, hell no. What the fuck, man? Hey, man. Hey, I don't knock nobody's thugism. That's just interesting, to say the least. I mean, it's just, it, it's, 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 we've all got one in the family, or at least we know at least one of our friends is into that thug shit. And hey, man, do, do whatever it is that you do to get through. I just ask that you don't hate people in the motherfucking process. You know, when you hurt people, it's just a redistribution of pain. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but it's probably a, a new fixture here on the show is please let us not redistribute the motherfucking pain it is that somebody distribute to us, distributed to us. It is, it's, it's weird when you actually understand that everybody before you was broken and the only thing that they knew was the shit that they learned either personally or that was handed down to them from their parents that they had to actually pick and pull from and try to install in you. But you got the ultimate power to change yourself and to change whatever the fuck it is that you doing in your life at any motherfucking moment. Blah. But yeah, don't fuck with people because you never know who the fuck it is that you fucking with. Now, this next story, it, it's beautiful because I think we can all agree. We hate bullies, right? <coughs> bullies <coughs> suck ass. And there's nothing wrong with sucking ass. Hey, if you like to suck ass, suck away. I don't give a fuck. But when there are bullies, they take the oxygen out of the room. They fuck with people that they know that they can fuck with just for fuck's sake. Now, this next story is about a bully, but it's also about the victor and not the victim. Now, this next story is a nine-year-old Mexican girl with autism. A nine-year-old Hispanic girl with autism was bullied at school and labeled a weirdo. It turns out that her IQ is both, her, her IQ is higher, excuse me, is higher than both 
Einstein, and Stephen Hawking. Now, this story is coming to you from Global Positive News. Um, Erjara Perez of Mexico City was diagnosed on the autism spectrum at the age of three. Her condition can cause difficulties in social interactions. She is now nine. Um, she shared that the children at her school often bullied her and called her a weirdo and an oddball. On seeing how unusually smart her daughter was, her mother um, decided to take her to therapy. That is where her IQ was tested and estimated at a 162. This little girl is a genius, slightly higher than that of Einstein and Stephen, Haw Stephen Hawking both estimated at about 160. So this is some wild shit. So this little girl was getting fucked with, right? And her mom said, you know what? I know, you know, she may be a little different. She may be a little bit, you know, I, I hate the term special, but we're all special to a certain degree. And also hopefully to somebody, hopefully somebody think your rotten ass is special. Well, her mother knew that her daughter was special. So she went and she got her test and she found out that she had given birth to a child that was smarter than the smartest motherfuckers ever to walk this earth. With that being said, fuck you, you bullies. You motherfuckers really don't know who you be fucking with when you be fucking with people, so you need to just fuck off. <laughs> hey man, that's great shit. I hope to hear something great coming from up out of her, uh, from up out of her camp to, to to say it in the most logical way I know how to say it uh, uh, from her family because I know that they're going to make sure that this girl gets the proper education and if not she already is as smart as hell she could probably take your job I don't know where you work at but if she come in with that IQ you are out of work now as a segue into some other weird shit that's going on that wasn't weird that was actually pretty good a lot better than i thought it was going to be um i talked about malcolm x i think two episodes ago and about how i wasn't seeing him on tv this month for black history month well it just so happens that i don't know if i if if i spoke too soon or or, or maybe um, I was just feeling like something was was coming down uh, 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 in the in the media, but this popped up. For years, our family has fought for the truth to come to light. This is Malcolm X's daughter, and she is about to sue the FBI, the CIA, and the New York Police Department. Let's take a listen. For years, our family has fought for the truth to come to light concerning his murder. And we'd like our father to receive the justice that he deserves. The truth about the circumstances leading to the death of our father is important, not only to his family, but to many followers, many admirers, many who look to him for guidance, for love, and it is our hope that litigation of this case will finally provide some unanswered questions. We want justice served for our father. Wow, that is wild. So she has to have 
something. Her lawyers have to have something. I saw another clip. I thought that was the clip that I was going to play. I saw another clip where they said that they had a confession from somebody on their deathbed that they were involved in the actual hit. And they said it was a hit, an orchestrated hit. I mean, I don't know what to do with it except for report it to you. Some things I feel that they, they just have to be reported. This next one is something that you might know, but then again, you might not know. Here it is. So Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, is now selling verification badges for $11.99. And all you got to do is upload your ID and driver's license and it can be yours. So even though I've been on the platform for almost a decade or some shit like that, and I'm not saying Facebook or anything else, but let's say I've been on something for over 10 years. To get verified, I got to give them my identification? Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure next is going to be a prick of blood or something that you have to submit to Bill Gates. Posting pictures of you is no longer enough for a social media platform. Now they need your ID verification. I'm pretty sure the social security card and a blood verification is next. So Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, is now selling verification badges for $11.99. $11.99. And you will not be that hard to find. That, that That's, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about that because then you could just, you know, be any damn body or or you could just be yourself a bunch of different times, right? I mean, how many pages can one person possess? Is that the question that I really want to ask? How many pages can one person possess? All right, what's up with this next? What's going on with this story right here? Let's see. DuPont. They called this fluorine chemical the devil's piss. DuPont Teflon. When you die and they bury you, you're going to have it in your blood. Sunlight doesn't break them down. Microbes don't break them down. Heat doesn't break them down. Nothing breaks them down. I think I saw a di- this documentary. It's too horrible to believe that every day we get up, we're at the mercy of a corporation who might lie to us who might poison us, who might create a product that's going to kill us for profit. Once it gets into your system, it remains in your blood. C8 is one of the elements they need to make Teflon. Teflon is a very generic term. The active ingredient in it is fluorine. You hear the word F in that, right? PFOA, PFOS, anything with the F in it is something you want to be very wary of. These chemicals have these wondrous properties non-stick, oil repellent, water repellent. You study eight women who worked with C8. Two of them had children with birth defects. When I was pregnant with Bucky, I worked for DuPont around Teflon. He was born with a half of a nose. What the fuck? One nostril, a serrated eyelid, and a keyhole pupil where the iris and the retina is not connected. Their studies were showing Rats dying, dogs dying, monkeys dying. They were saying testicular tumors. Whoa, in the nuts? Bruh, that's nuts. What the fuck? Liver disease, pancreatic disease. All this fluorine chemical, the devil's piss. The devil's piss, DuPont. I think I saw that documentary. I can't remember exactly. If I'd watched more, I definitely would have been able to pinpoint what the name of that documentary is. I got another clip. What's this? 
This is about to become unhinged and terrifying, so buckle up. Your entire life, your nine to five, your retirement fund, the news you watch on TV, the gas you put in your car, the phone that you're watching this on is effectively controlled by one company. And that company is BlackRock with over $10 trillion under their management. That is more than the GDP of every country in the world, except for the United States and China. BlackRock and its primary competitor Vanguard, which they are heavily invested in, own 18% of Fox, 16% of CBS, 12% of Disney, 12% of CEN, all of your news. They are the biggest shareholder of Apple, of Mobile, of Google, of Microsoft, of Johnson Electric, of Chevron, of JP Morgan Chase. Since COVID started, they have increased their assets under management from $7 trillion with a T to over $10 trillion. Whoa, they gained $3 trillion during COVID. BlackRock. Hey, I don't want no problem with you motherfuckers. Y'all got a lot, a lot of motherfucking money. Don't fuck with me. Biden's top economic advisor, this guy, former BlackRock exec. He also used to work for Obama. Kamala Harris's chief economic advisor, BlackRock, former chief investment strategist. The founder of BlackRock caused the financial crisis in 2008. I can keep going. Well, I, I think I know why I saved that clip now. I'm not exactly sure why I thought it might be incorporated into the show, but hey. It's there. It's in the show now. BlackRock, I guess, that these motherfuckers got installed. They, they have fixtures themselves, and they made $3 trillion during the COVID. And that guy also pointed out that they own the, uh, uh, the GDP for damn near every single country except for China and America. That is a lot to, to, to understand in such of a short soundbite to say the least, but damn, that's a lot of motherfucking money. Damn, that's a lot of motherfucking money. Damn, that's a lot of motherfucking money. What else is going on on my feed? Let me see what else we got right here. That is a terrible story. Don't want to report that shit. You know, I mean, there's so much, like I said, the, the, the redistribution of pain, <clears throat> excuse me, is something that I have to adhere to and follow myself. Right, because I don't want to keep putting out so many damn sad stories to where you don't want to come back. I want this to be knowledgeable. I, I really want this to be something that you could actually take into your life that you can say, huh, I didn't know that. And that truthfully is a fact about the show. And you already know that I love facts. Facts are an essential part of our life. The fact that you're still listening to me, if you are listening to me or I'm just talking into the motherfucking void, the fact that you're still listening to me, it brings warmth to my heart. And, you know, when things bring warmth to my heart, that's facts. Most of the time, those facts are morbid, kind of like this guy right here. The dumbest ways to die. Part Is there any way to die? That's a good way to die. I'm sorry. The dumbest ways to die. Part four. In 1880, the Queen of Thailand's boat capsized on the way to her palace. But despite many witnesses, nobody dared to save the drowning queen and her daughter. Whoa! They let the... Wait, 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 wait. The queen couldn't swim? The queen or her daughter? And, and she didn't instinctively try? Did she try to save her daughter? This was because touching the queen under any circumstances was a crime punishable by death. Wow, her own rules inducted, induced, I'm sorry, induced her demise. Wow. Bobby Leach was a world-renowned daredevil who became the second person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. 
a few years later, he died from a vicious infection after slipping on an orange peel. What the fuck? Why? In 1996, a man named Michael Paul was on his way home from church when he decided to crack his neck just like any other time. Ooh. But a few minutes afterwards, he suddenly started sweating profusely and then went pale. Oh, don't crack your neck. By the time Michael was brought to a hospital, he had already slipped into a coma and died after 12 days of being on life support. An autopsy later revealed that the neck crack must have damaged one of the main arteries to his brain and resulted in a fatal stroke. God damn! Dumbest ways to die. Part. Gosh. What the? What? Oh, fuck it. Hey, man. Hey, I gotta think about cracking things on your body. I mean, you shouldn't crack your knuckles. I hate it when I see people cracking their back. Cracking their back. Like I see motherfuckers spin. Like I seen that shit happen. And then when I see a motherfucker, kind of, you know, like in the movie where where they break somebody's neck from the back. I've seen people do that. Like. Like, ooh, that, that's dangerous, my guy. That's, this motherfucker killed himself. Hey, bruh, I don't know if there's a heaven or a hell, but wherever the fuck you at, was it, it, it couldn't have been worth it. Damn, that motherfucker slipped into a coma for, hey, this, see, this kind of shit, this the kind of shit. The next story, that's too much, it's too much. Is anyone aware that the UN has an initiative to ban homeschooling? What? Yes, indeed they do. Why, you may ask? Well, it falls under their initiative for equity, for all. They deem that homeschooling is for the privileged, and that needs to be eradicated, to push their futuristic, dystopian nightmare that they have for all of us. This is the same UN who's partnered with the WEF, who has goals for us that include a one-world government, loss of personal property, food control, and of course, climate and pandemic lockdowns on a dime. It's imperative that we as parents understand what the global elite's agendas are so that we can see what's being propagated directly to our children through the school system. As important as it is to know thy enemy, it's equally as important to start creating solutions to be the change. Right. The first antidote is to stop participating in the lie. Once we make the connection that the same force behind Shmovid is the same force behind the absurdity that's going on in our public school systems. That was clear how she did that with, with, with the Ovid. She said Shmovid. I don't even want to say this shit now. Now I see everybody not saying it because it's getting them blocked the fuck out. And my shit has, I'm under a shadow ban of some sort. That's just to be said, but continue. We can start to empower each other because they cannot survive without our consent. Unschooling really is the antidote to decentralizing their power, creating with like-minded families and community. We need to reclaim our most precious assets because in the end, that's what this dark force really wants. We're just the parents that are standing in their way. That's so true. Like, I, I really do wish that more people were in a situation to where it is that they had the time. And not only that, the proper training themselves so that we could educate our kids at an earlier age than what age it is that we finally become sentient on what this country really is. Because school is nothing but can you remember this? Do you remember that? And then math. 
The rest of the shit that they be teaching, I mean, even history books have to be rewritten. And you probably can't rewrite them right now because the people who participated in such of these these uh, uh, atrocious offenses, they're still alive and they don't want their pictures printed. No, 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 no. So the school system is a broken system. And now it's not the United States that's trying to prohibit homeschooling from this reporting it's saying that the United Nations, now the United Nations is a group of motherfuckers put together. What the fuck does that have to do with your individualism in this country? Ask yourself that. Why would the United Nations care how you were, were educating your kids unless they had a specific motherfucking plan in mind? I mean... My grandson, he says that I'm an idiot, but sometimes I can make this shit make sense to my own idiotical ass. Is that a word? I don't know. I really don't know. I do know one thing, that it is about that time. Yes, that time. I need you to pull your phones out if you haven't already. I really should have told you to do it in the beginning of the show. Please pull your phones out. Can I get you to give me a five-star rating? Can I get you to subscribe to the show? Can I get you to share this podcast, this broadcast, this daily thing that it is that I do? Can I get you to participate just a little bit? Just a little. It's free. It's free. It takes less than 20 seconds of your time. I don't want your money. Believe me, I don't want your money. I want they motherfucking money. So share the motherfucking podcast, please. Send it to somebody like-minded. Let them tell me that the podcast sucks and I can tell them what to do with their daddy dick. You sorry, motherfuckers. Anyway, every single one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. No uh, cuts, no pastes, no uh, uh, re-records, as they like to say, uh, all put together by my stupid ass Justice Pongyan. And um, every single one of these podcasts are dedicated to the life, the love, the legacy, and the memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left. I love you, mama. I miss you, baby. Um, do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. As long as you don't hurt nobody, man, you good with, you good with me, man. You good with me, man. Now, um, before I get out of here, I want to send a shout out to anybody and everybody that's listening to the podcast in a different country. I see that you guys are, are getting your numbers up over there. I cannot thank you enough. You know who you are. I appreciate you greatly. Without you, there is no me. And I don't know if that works the same way, but I do appreciate you. I love you. Have a great day. I am going to try to get you a two-piece today, but... Time will only tell how fortunate we both will be. Once again, this is Justice, and this is another Justice and the Peace podcast. Peace. Peace.